You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polendo. All right, so we're talking about emotional vocabulary. I feel, stu- I feel stunted. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. This is something that I've been thinking about and teaching about for many, many years. And basically, here's the bottom line. We don't do enough work in this area. You know, I like to say we're emotional people who sometimes think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I personally would prefer to be, we're thinking people who are sometimes emotional. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather live in that world. Yeah. Because it's maybe more under control. I don't know. But that's probably just a peek into my mind. But the fact is, I think we are emotional people who sometimes think. What's so interesting about that is you'd think maybe we'd be better at this if that's true. We say things like, oh, that was the best or that's the greatest. And that's sort of like the extent of our affect that we're explaining to each other, which is sort of surprising given that we have so much life that we, you know, live with other humans. One of the challenges is to kind of take those sentences and say, how do we correct them to a level that would actually convey emotional meaning? One of the things that Adler talks about is these counterfeit expressions that some people do. So it sounds like on the face of it that we're sharing a feeling, but it may not have emotional content that it's delivering, right? Someone might say, I feel like going to a movie. And I know plenty of people in this world who believe that's a feeling statement. However, <laughs> like, a, like, like an emotion, I feel like, yeah, I feel like going to a movie. What's, what's the feeling? Well, it's not transmitted according to Adler. It, it's not emotional content. It just delivers your intent to go to a movie. So then you kind of have to think through what is the actual emotion being felt there. And it's probably something like I'm bored. What? Mm. Being bored? You feel bored means you means you want to go to a movie? It could mean that. I feel like being entertained. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. If all I do is say I feel like going to a movie and that's the extent of my emotional expression, everybody around me wonders how I'm feeling then because they don't get any information from it. So, so let's do another one. Okay. I feel like we never see each other. I hear people say this sometimes. Okay, this I is a some, better one. I feel like. I feel like we never see each other. And this, again, is just opinion. It actually doesn't deliver emotional content either. How about I feel lonely? Or I miss you. Uh, Could be. I feel lonely. Yeah. The question becomes then, why are we doing this? Now, probably we become lazy. Probably it's just easier. Probably it's nicer not to have to go there. So you're protecting yourself. Because if I tell you I feel like I we haven't seen each other in a while, it's easier. But I'm also protecting telling you that I miss you. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So then, then you we, really know what's in my self. I'm, I'm hearing some Brene Brown inside of that comment, which is I'm running away from vulnerability. Because if I say yeah. that to you, then I put myself out there and we have to go there. And I don't want to go there because I want to stay safe and cozy. Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to get what you want if you don't go there, I guess. <laughs> well, this is a good question. Now, interestingly enough, Brene Brown, when she opens up her newest book on emotions, Atlas of the Heart, they asked 7,500 people to identify emotions that they could recognize and name when they were experiencing them. Mm-hmm. That group of 7,500 came up with only three words. <sighs> Happy, sad, mad. Or as Mm -hmm. she likes to say, happy, sad, pissed off. (laughs) 
Now, that's pretty surprising that we would have that narrow of a vocabulary and that 7,500 people would have that narrow of, of a vocabulary. Is it narrow or is it, think narrow means like you don't have the language, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, mm-hmm. is it narrow or is it just lack of access or? It's a good question. It's, it sort of goes to, is it because we don't recognize the feeling? Is it because we don't understand it? Is it because we don't know the label to put on it? These are all things Mark Brackett would talk about in his book, Permission to Feel. You weren't given the permission to, to feel something yeah. in your life. So then there's resistance with those things. Definitely. Yeah, I think that definitely happens. I think one of the things that's difficult too is that sometimes in life, something presents one way, but is actually different. So Help you may think that. you're mad, but when you get down to it, you say, no, I'm feeling frustrated, actually. I, I'm not really angry. Right. Okay. Or I feel very impatient and then realize it's it's actually stems from being disappointed. Right. Hmm. It's sort of like what I would call emotional blending. So it makes it harder to name. But here's what I think too many of us do. We take that first presenting emotion and we just say, oh, I'm mad. <laughs> Without okay. going to, to the, oh, wait, I'm really frustrated because I sat in it for a minute and it started to get me thinking. So what do you think? You feel like you're good at expressing your emotions, labeling your emotions? Um, I know I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I have learned that I have a very difficult time even naming or even understanding, trying to categorize, mm. picking it. I have a hard time just picking what emotion am I actually feeling. Right. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, like Mare's better at this. No, I don't think it's better. If it I were think a quiz, no, then I would it's take a contest. That, <laughs> I think no, I think you're emotionally intelligent. I think you are. Oh, that's really nice. I feel like sometimes <laughs> my emotional map is like uh, I got lost on the route sometime every once in a while. I had to detour <laughs> without, you know, but I I think that that has been something that I have tried to explore a lot through failed relationship or failed communication mm-hmm. that I've tried. Mm-hmm. And seeing things not work, learning how to express how I feel about something has made my relationships better, Mm -hmm. I think. And has removed a lot of like film. I feel that I'm learning how to say exactly what it is I'm feeling and what I need. And that is making my healthy relationships better. Mm -hmm. Taylor. Yes. I'm talking too much. Your turn. No, I like it. Personally, I, yeah, I didn't learn how to identify, how to regulate, what to do with them. And the reason I know this is because I'm parenting and realize when I'm frustrated, I have no idea what to do. Oh. And now I need to teach this other kid as I'm frustrated and he's frustrated and we're both sitting there frustrated what we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both. You know what my kids used to say when they were little? Two phrases. They would either say, hey, that's scary on me. I remember you telling <laughs> or us Or they'd about say, hey, I'm scary on that. Now, what they were trying to say is I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Or watching that movie, I feel scared or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was cute. Yeah. But what I liked about it was it was smarter because it, it's a feeling that came over you. So pure. Yeah. 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 
Well, I think actually kids are more pure with their emotions. I think they get screwed up as, as we grow, as we <laughs> yeah. grow up. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's permission to feel because we let a kid cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and not all the time, right? I mean, well, yeah, I, I have very like distinct moments as a kid that I was like, like, I'm crying and I want someone to comfort me and I'm not getting that. Mm. And I really want to like acknowledge my little kid and be like, okay, they're experiencing something. I never want to give them that, even though I'm like, okay, this seems like really fake what we're crying over (laughs) right now. Yeah. It's a big deal in their world. Yeah. Going into this subject, I started listening to Gottman's How to Raise Emotionally Intelligent Mm. Children. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Have you read that one? No. So maybe my kids are not emotionally intelligent, unfortunately. (laughs) No, 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 no. Just because you didn't read that book. (laughs) In the intro, it's talking about like why it's important, basically. They're kind of drawing connections to a lot of issues for young girls is eating disorders and Mm -hmm. teen pregnancy. And then for boys, violence and substance abuse, alcohol, Mm. drugs. These are the things that are facing our teens. This is like pretty important stuff if this if being emotionally intelligent could help us reduce teens from experiencing those things right earlier i read a different book i don't remember what it was but they said for young kids they you don't ask them how they're feeling you tell them because we're supposed to be more emotionally intelligent and so you just start naming feelings for them and let them kind of say yes or no to something because sometimes they don't even know Mm -hmm. and in doing that for my toddler realizing how limited i am I think that's what I like highlighted. Oh. You're like, oh, are you mad, sad, or glad? Yeah, yeah. like we're at, I've run out of words now. I've one of those put three words down. So what kind of skills can we harness with learning how to understand and name our emotions if beyond happy, sad, glad? Are there skills? Oh, yeah. How to do it? Yeah. I wanna I I, I want some skills. So one of the things that I think we all grow up with is this no guide, no manual to how to to do the emotions. And so that becomes kind of a problem because it's like, well, it's a blank page. How do I feel? I don't know. I heard mad. So I guess I'll say mad. If I don't know much more, then I don't have a lot to work with. So we have a, two different guides on how to kind of narrow that down. The circumplex of emotional affect basically says there's two axes for us to think about. One is things that get us activated versus deactivated when we experience that emotion, and then things that are pleasant or unpleasant. There's two tests I would apply to whatever that sensation is. Does it make me more activated or less energy-wise? Okay. And then is it positive or is it negative? Okay. Pleasant or unpleasant. The reason they give you that kind of guide is that'll narrow down what kind of words you might be thinking about. For example, when I'm highly activated and it's pleasant, I'm alert, excited, happy, elated. Okay. So like positive, high energy. Yes. And so so you're kind of narrowing it down, saying what words would qualify to be words I might select to express my feelings. I am serene or I'm relaxed or I feel calm. So negative does or positive doesn't always equal high energy, which is good to separate yeah, first. Yeah. So positive isn't always high energy. Positive can be high energy, hyper energized. It can also be mm-hmm. that what you said. Positive or negative. It's like positive it's, uh-huh. and high energy is happy. Positive and low energy would be like calm. Yeah. Or relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then just like negative would be like negative, rage. High energy. Yeah. yeah. Anger, negative, Sadness. low energy, depressed, sad. Right. Depressed, okay. bored. Oh, bored. Yeah. 
Because it's low energy, right? Yeah. I don't think of it as a negative emotion, but it is. Well, I don't think the point is to call it negative. I think it's just to Uh say, instead of having a blank page, you can start with, all right, so as I try to figure out what this emotion is that's inside of me right now, let me start by saying, do I feel more energy or less? And do I experience this as good or bad or pleasant or unpleasant? And then that kind of gets me into a range of words that might make sense. Now, something related, yeah. So something related to this is um, Mark Brackett in his book, Permission to Feel, has a mood meter and it's a very similar idea, which Mm is same kind of thing about energy and same thing about positive, negative. And he gives a number of words that kind of go in each quadrant. So this is good because if you're in the emotion, sometimes it's hard to think. So what you just did yeah. was give two questions. Yeah. Because you said before, we're emotional people that sometimes think. And if we're feeling very emotional, high energy, low, we're positive, think, negative, it's going to be less. really hard. My, my thinking is going to be a little limited. So you just gave me two things to ask myself. Yeah. Mantras, if you will, mm-hmm. which you said are, am I feeling high energy or low energy? Mm-hmm. And is this positive or negative for me? Could mm-hmm. be neutral, but could be neutral, or know. it could be just a little bit on the spectrum of one of yeah. those things. But like it boring. sort of helps you narrow it down to what words would be in those boxes versus just like, well, blank page. How do I feel? I have no idea. Yeah, mm. this is literally something that I want to print and put on my fridge. I <laughs> like know. Little square. She's like, little- here, the kid, just put a dot where you are today or Why? in this moment. Well, That's what's funny good- about that, Taylor, actually, is there are those do exist where there are, there are emojis and they do it in doctor's offices with pain. You've seen that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do it also with emotional expressions. So for anyone listening that is wondering about how do I get my kid maybe to point to something, the face that is how I'm feeling. That's something you could do. You could print out one of those where it's they don't necessarily have to read. It's just what does that picture look like? I like that. I like that for being a visual person. This is really like, and it's color coordinated. So I'm like, oh yeah, that red is like high. You could, you could literally put that on your fridge and have a magnet and they could move their magnet around to how they're feeling. Yeah. And you know, when you ask about it. And why, why does it matter to understand what we're feeling or what other people are feeling around us? I think because if we don't recognize it, I don't, we're, this is about expanding our emotional vocabulary. And I think we're dead on arrival if we, you know, in terms of getting labels, if we have no idea what we're experiencing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So until we recognize it and start to understand it, we have no shot at labeling it is yeah. what I would say. So let's practice labeling. How about that? Okay, so I'll say a sentence, and then you tell me what emotion you think might be able to be labeled here. This is technically not a quiz. But I want to win. Okay, you want it to be a quiz then? (laughs) It's fine, no. Okay, I'll think about it. Let's do some practice first. Okay. I feel like you're being a jerk. Instead of saying that sentence, I feel like you're being a jerk, what's something else that would be a better label Frustrated. Okay. I feel frustrated. I'm hurt. I feel hurt. Yeah. Okay. Whatever the jerk behavior was hurt me. Mm -hmm. I feel insulted. You have, are you activated? Deactivated? Like, do you have more energy or activated in this? It depends probably on what's going on, but yeah, it seems kind of like that with the word jerk in it. Mm -hmm. 
But you could still have, be less activated and feel sad. Yeah. Yeah, I can about see that. It, like, right? How about this sentence? I'm just super busy. Wow. That could I be anxious. That could be a high, neg- like negative. I'm super busy. Like, you yeah. know, like, I, yeah. or it could be like overwhelmed, like low, like I've like gone. Yeah. No, I think that's a great comment. So that kind of helps us get through it with the questioning and say, where does it fall on all of this? So is it stressed or tense? Like, is it present that way? Or is it like overwhelmed, exhausted, mm-hmm. which is that low act energy side? It's a good way for us as tool-wise to kind of break it down and say what's in there so that I can replace it with a label that is more accurate. Now, before we get on with more labels, why do we care about labels? We care because the person hearing that message is not getting information if we always say we're stoked or pissed. They're not getting much information from us. So we care so, about labels here because it creates more information for the listener we're in relationship with. Absolutely. And for us on our end, I want to care more about the labels because I want to understand better the people I'm in relationship with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think recognizing them too and getting in the practice of saying, let's give more information, not less, mm-hmm. so that our partners can love us better. Because if we just say I'm stoked or I'm just pissed, it's it's pretty broad <laughs> to just have those be your two speeds all the time. And then, yeah. and then I hear people sometimes, you know, I teach in the conflict area, and I'll hear people say, well, people don't get me. You know, people just don't get anything about me. And I <laughs> think sometimes when I hear that sentence, what do you give them to get? It's a really, really good point. Yeah. So we, we want to give information that allows people to get us a little more. And sometimes people won't even label it. They'll just run around slamming doors. It, it's how, how, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that even means. I could ask you about it, but if you can't label it, I still don't know much. I feel like this reminds me of boundaries and how we talked about that's like a guidebook on, you know, helping someone mm-hmm. love you. And this is like another way you know, this is about trying to stay in relationship with people and make those relationships better, healthier, deeper. Yeah. And this is another tool that will do that. Okay. You want to do some more practice? Instead of saying, I'm stoked, mm. what are some words we could use? I'm thrilled. Excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot of joy. Okay. This sounds probably ignorant because I am, what is a feeling? <laughs> what? Like, I'm trying to, like, not... Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm trying to, like, truly understand what is a feeling versus, you know, if you say you're good, I mean, that's not really a feeling, is it? That's I don't opinion. know. Let me make a distinction between emotion and feeling. Okay. Emotion, they say, plays out in the theater of the body, and feeling plays out in the theater of the mind. What does that mean? That means that how I how the sensations are in my body is the emotion and the labels I put on it are the feeling. That's my assignment of meeting in my mind. You know how you have like a sick feeling in your gut or you'll have mm-hmm. a nervous response or you'll get splotchy. Like you have all these, mm-hmm. you know, different, your skin will start turning red or something like that. And you have these different responses. You decide what they mean 
with your mind. And that's the feeling part. That literally goes to your two questions that am I high energy or low energy? What's how Mm -hmm. is my body reacting to this right now? Mm -hmm. Right. And then now upstairs, am I feeling positive? Am I thinking positively or negatively about this? Oh, that's really interesting. I love how you always say upstairs. Upstairs. (laughs) It's the best. I have to take a trip up there sometimes. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Let's try some more labels. Instead of saying pissed, what's some other words? Disappointed. Mm -hmm. Angry. Yeah, like I'm going to say rage. down. You know what's interesting about that, Taylor, is you picked from both activated and deactivated. Yeah. And that was great. See? Sophisticated already. Trying to be alert. <laughs> That's right. Another phrase. Don't be such a hater. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I have good taste. That is going. not a feeling. <laughs> I, I feel like you're just a hater on. Okay. Sorry. That's a bad one. Judged. Um, you were just giving you feel, your. Yeah. Judged. You feel judged. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, judged superior no how you feel not what they are (laughs) (laughs) i love you (laughs) i feel um you said don't be a hater don't be such a hater don't be such a hater oh um yeah like uh how do you see the word i feel like you're distant and no, you're not saying no. how you feel the about feeling, the other person. What no, you feel. I know. I'm feeling like they've distanced themselves from me and I want connection. So I'm feeling disconnected. Only. Okay. Disconnected. Yeah. That's better. You went around it and then you circled cool. back into it. Devalued, okay. hurt. Mm, those are good. So what Mark Brackett says that is his advice is that we should become emotional scientists and not emotional judges. So I found that to be really interesting because scientist is where we start to explore and understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. But too often, I think we do what he says not to do, which is emotional judges. We think, okay, this is bad, or you're bad, or Mm -hmm. this situation's bad. And we start judging the situation instead of saying, what's going on here? And being curious. So I feel like it always comes back to doing like more research, do more. <laughs> we There's need no to way that it always comes more. back to that. <laughs> we need to know more. We don't know enough. There's no way. Yeah. It's, like, it's an interesting point to be adult and realize that if we are struggling with always how to name mm. and understand and recognize our feelings, yeah. then it kind of, I mean, it gives a little if grace is the right word or patience for at a little human mm-hmm. or even someone that you have a relationship with that was never taught that. Yeah. Do they just not have the vocabulary? And, and again, we're talking about people you want to be in relationship with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As we kind of wrap up, I think there's a couple of things that we can take away that will help us get better. Okay. Okay. So one is become a scientist. Don't run away from the feeling. Try to explore what it might be. That leads us into the second part, which is part of recognizing it and understanding it is to apply the two questions. Do I have more energy or less? Mm -hmm. More activation, less activation. Do I have 
a positive or an, an un, you know, pleasant or unpleasant perception of this mm -hmm. and kind of say, okay, so then that puts me in this category and therefore what kind of label might be suitable for this. And then the last part is the subject of this episode, which is find the label and start expanding that vocabulary by using different words. And think about that as a gift you can give your relationship partners, the ones you want to have close relationships with. Mm -hmm. Give it as a gift to them instead of seeing it. I think a lot of times we see it as, I don't want to give you that label because it'll be vulnerable. Or I don't want to give you that label because if I told you, then I'll just be out there. And what if you don't like it or you think bad of me or something like that? And if we kind of reframed it a little bit and said, it's a gift to my partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm to help them know more and in turn a gift to you, I think. I was going to say selfishly yeah. as a gift to yourself. No, totally. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, it's going to be good for my partner and the people I'm close with. But it's also good for me. Yeah. I, I get to understand why, how, or how I'm ticking a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I think so. So those are the three things. Become a scientist. Use the questions on the grid to try to figure out what zone you're in. Okay. And then spend the time actually finding the label and share that label. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.